How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 14th episode of Critically Incorrect. Uh, Justin is back. Yeah, we kind of failed to mention his absence last week. Essentially, he was just really busy with schoolwork and work in general. Um, so yeah, Justin, he is back. Did you have anything yeah. you wanted to say about that that I didn't include or hit on? Uh, not too much. It's just it's good to be back. Uh, I guess later when we talk about what I've, what we've been playing, I'll go over that. I guess. Yeah, because you got two weeks, I guess, in that fashion. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just real quick, as always, in the beginning of the podcast, I want to quickly remind you for any questions or topic suggestions that you want to see us talk about in the next episode, make sure to leave that in the YouTube comment section or follow the link in the description for our Discord server. And yeah, with that being said, Justin, what have you been playing for the last two weeks? All right, so the past two weeks, uh, basically, uh, I bas- I finished Sackboy. Um, I was watching Charlie's stream, and he got the platinum for that. So that basically convinced me to uh, get back into Sackboy. I called up my friend and told him that we got to play this now. Um, so yeah, I basically finished Sackboy, uh, and then now I've been going for some of the other trophies. Um, and then I realized that you need... Like just a crazy, a crazy amount of orbs to to get the platinum. So I'd have to like replay the whole game again. Um, and now I'm not really sure if I want to do that. So yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna uh, go for the sackboy platinum anymore. Um, I guess I'll decide sometime, sometime in the near future. But uh, other than sackboy, I uh, I dusted off my Nintendo Switch just because I felt like man, I was wasting my money. <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I had games to play. So. Um, I booted up Mortal Kombat 11 again just because uh, I was like halfway through the story before I stopped. And uh, yeah, I'm almost done that game now. I've got probably got like two more hours left. I'm on the final few, final two chapters, I think. And yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, I just got to, I don't know, I want to use my Switch more, right? So I want to beat that game. And then I've got like, uh, what is it? Super Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild to play because I definitely want to get around to playing those. Um, other than that, yeah, it's just been pretty chill. Just some Destruction All-Stars here and there, some Call of Duty, and some NHL. So, yeah. Right on, right on. Good bit of games there. Have yourself, Charlie. Um, so, this week, I so I think the main game I, I probably tried out was Valheim, which me and Bran have, have been playing a bit of. And Justin, you definitely need to get it. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's just like a survival-type game. But for me, I'm not a big like survival game person, so this is like the first one that I've kind of gotten into since like Minecraft. So um, I'm excited to play some more of that at some point. Uh, I I started up Dead Space two, and play, played like the first hour I want to say, and already it's like ten times scarier than the first one because like there's so many more like jump scares and stuff in this one compared to the first, which I hate. It's like my least favorite kind of horror when they jump scares and stuff. So. Yeah, um, we'll see how that one goes for me. Um, so I started that up, and then other than that, I've been playing quite a bit of, of Cold War, just because the season's about to end, and they reset uh, your like prestige to the last one you unlocked at the end of the season. So I wanted to get to prestige 2 um, before it reset, so I was grinding out a lot of the multiplayer and, uh, and Warzone, and then playing a bit of zombies here and there. Um, I did the Easter egg for a second time, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's about it, really. Nice, nice. Uh, ever since last week's episode, I think I played a bit of Bloodborne with Zach later that day. I'm honestly trying to think right now. I don't think I've played anything else on my PS5, at least since then. 
Um, besides maybe like a multiplayer game, like a Fortnite with a friend or so. Um, besides that, yeah, it's been pretty dry on that front. I did boot up my Nintendo Switch like once the Direct got announced. So I was like, oh yeah, that's a console I have. Um, so I played, there's like this, um, the very first Fire Emblem game that has, um, I believe it was on the NES or Famicom, possibly the Famicom. Um, that was ported over, I believe, back in December onto the Switch. Um, I bought that, so I've been playing through that original Fire Emblem because I loved Three Houses, one of the best games on the Switch. Um, I'm only like an hour in, but um, yeah, so far it's pretty cool. And then I also started up playing more Tetris 99. Uh, that's a game I have quite a bit of hours in on Switch. I think I have like 30 hours because that game is just really addicting. <laughs> that's kind of sad. That's literally what I've been playing this week. Besides, I think Valheim with um, Charlie for a bit. Um, yeah, I definitely echo his thoughts there. We need to get some more people on. What do you on. do? What do you do in the game? Because I heard a lot of people talking about it, right? So, I'm so like, it's I was like, definitely, like, interested in First it. and foremost, it is, like, a survival game, right? Like, essentially, that's kind of the main focus at first, is to, like, just build a settlement to have all your stuff in, kind of like Minecraft, right? Um, and then there are other... It's, like, it's really weird. The way they lay out what you need to do next is, like, through these stones that you find, like, these little... Um, rune stones that have um, written dialogue on them throughout the world right and then on top of that when you do certain objectives like let's say you'll cut down a tree or you kill like the first skeleton they'll drop an item that will automatically like unlock like a little tutorial that will tell you what you can kind of do with this item it's very loose and kind of like allows you to explore and kind of go on your own pace right um i know there's bosses in the game i'm guessing that's going to be something that me and charlie are just going to have to stumble across i know most of the stuff that i found throughout the world has just been me finding like a dungeon on our island and you know realizing that there's probably something down there right um but then you can ultimately just avoid all that stuff and just kind of build up your own house and village and all that so it's yeah essentially kind of a survival slash i guess rpg in that way um yeah anything else you want to add to that charlie that i missed uh, not really. I mean, I I feel like you covered most of the game. I mean, it, it the main focus is like discovering the different biomes and like um bosses and stuff. So for each biome, there is like a main boss that you're you're working towards to defeat. Um, I think there's like some secret ones as well. I do know that it's like it's not finished. That is the main thing with it is that the game probably will die off in like a few weeks because people will inevitably get through all the early access content and then just drop off the game because i feel like it's one of those games where once you've done everything you're probably not gonna play it that much kind of um, if you're in it for the quest i guess but there's like a lot of people that i've seen online that are just kind of using it as like essentially minecraft right where you kind of build your own you know home i feel in that way. like it'll be a bit different once the sandbox mode is out because i know that's on their roadmap so then it'll be a lot more like minecraft and there will people will probably just use it for like building and stuff yeah i guess that's for um, like creative uses yeah but yeah i i don't know uh i'm enjoying it i don't know how much longevity it'll have once i do all the the main content because that's mainly I mean, it's also I worth to note that me and charlie it, are only like th what three hours in and it takes like 50 hours yeah. to go through the, all the content like we haven't done the first boss and i think there's like five and then maybe some secret ones i'm not sure um, i think my my biggest problem with like the multiplayer is that it's server based so like because brandon made the server i can only play on that world when brandon's playing he has to load like i can't just join i can make it a dedicated whenever. server i believe but yeah you have to pay for that right like it's mm, not i'm it's pretty not sure i can just host thing. it 
for a stream. But you I'll have look to have into the it, get, but, yeah. I think you have to have the, at least the game open, or you can host it on a website, but it's paid. Because there's so a like, folder inside the games directory that has kind of instructions of what to do with Steam side of things, where you can just upload it to the Steam server, and I believe they host it. You might need to pay for that, but I'm not sure. But I know you can do it like right. directly through Steam. Because that's um, like that. my only problem is because like I can't play it during the day really mm-hmm. or at least i can't play on that server because brand's obviously not up for me so i would <laughs> that sounds really weird i'd have to wait until like late at night when brandon's on to be able to actually play it which is the only problem um because like there's been a couple of times where i've wanted to play it but i'm like do i bother loading up my own world because i'll just have to repeat the stuff i've already done um mm. to get to the same stage so that's my only kind of nitpick but that's the thing you have with all kind of survival games is they have those like they're not dedicated servers so yeah 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 well if i have to work around that i'll probably try to look into getting a server that can be up i know fog's definitely picking it up tomorrow so yeah justin you should definitely copy we can like start building our own village or some shit like that i think it's definitely a game that is more fun when you have more people on like it's fun playing with charlie as well but i can imagine if we have like two other people as well um, we'll just, you know, progress faster and that'll be cool. So, mm. yeah, definitely a notable release. And uh, that game's doing really well. I think it's like, like 2 million plus now sold. And it's they already have like a road. Now, right? 3 million now? Damn. Yeah, it's blowing up on Steam. Um, and now it's like they have this roadmap that they're going to be following. Um, like the first update they've already outlined is going to be like some house improvements in terms of like building materials for that. So it'll be really cool to see how they kind of, you know, react to the community. So. Definitely a notable release that came out, I want to say, two weeks ago or so at the very beginning of February. Um, and we just got into it this week. And, yep, that was pretty much all I've been playing. Besides that, as I said, it was like Tetris and Bloodborne. So, yeah, we'll get into the releases this week. Technically, as of recording this, this game hasn't come out yet, but it's coming out tomorrow, and that's Persona 5 Strikers. Um, yeah, that's going to be coming out for PS4, PC, Nintendo Switch. So definitely, if you're interested in that, I'm pretty sure this is already on your radar. Um, Besides that, we saw an update to No Man's Sky. They actually shadow dropped this just yesterday, like they do with most updates. This time it's focusing on companionship. So a lot of the animals and wildlife that are creatures in that game can now be tamed and can now be um, pretty much, I guess, breaded and all that. So yeah, originally I believe you can like use them as, before this update, it was just kind of like, you know, you can have a farm of them, but now it's like you can properly have them as your companion. So really cool update there. Of course, that's on all platforms that No Man's Sky is currently a part of. There are some other things like in the um, patch notes that I was seeing that they, you know, obviously make improvements to like load times for like last gen. Um, but that's the main kind of content, at least side to it. Besides that, we have a good bit of gaming news. Nothing crazy this week. We had the direct last, you know, yesterday of our recording. Um, but besides that, it's been like a okay week for all news. So. The first one actually is pretty exciting. We talked about Silent Hill a few weeks ago. There's some more updates there that possibly can give some fans hope. Um, Bloober team hints that it could be working on a Silent Hill project. So essentially, these are the developers of the medium. Um, They were talking earlier this week that essentially they're working with the big publisher on a horror title. Of course, you hear horror and I believe everyone first jumps to Silent Hill just because everyone, you know, wants a, you know, another installment in that franchise. And it's just, you know something that people have been asking for for ages now is behind konami so it's kind of just hasn't happened um essentially yeah they confirmed after the medium that they're working on you know another horror title with the big publisher and then 
what was added this week was by Video Game Chronicles once again. Definitely recommend you know following that website. Um, they break a lot of cool news that a lot of outlets don't do. They say that as VGC understands, Konami has already outsourced a Silent Hill project to a prominent Japanese developer with the reveal due to the summer. Now immediately, you take that beat of um, that piece of information, and if you go back to I believe two weeks ago when we talked about that um, Silent Hill composer, he I believe he said that a project that he's working on that fans are going to be looking forward to was going to be revealed in the summer as well. So. Yeah, a lot of things are kind of lining up for a potential Silent Hill, you know, revival here. And obviously, the big question now is who this is, you know, who this prominent Japanese developer is. Um, I know me and Charlie were talking about this before the podcast. You know, could be Sony Japan. I personally don't think it'll be Kojima just because of Konami's relationship with Kojima, but it's potential, you know, Sony Japan. I know that personally, I've been hearing a lot of rumors about um, through Reset Era that people believe them to be working on, you know, Silent Hill. So it's definitely exciting. It's definitely, you know, very exciting. I'm guessing revealed due to the summer essentially just means, you know, E3 timeframe, right, in June. So we possibly could be seeing, you know, the revival of Silent Hill. It looks like this is actually some solid information for once, which I find exciting. So, yeah, what do you guys think about this? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's exciting stuff. I do want to say as well, one extra bit about the Bloober Team thing is the uh, the composer for the Silent Hill games who mentioned the the summer reveal. He did mm-hmm. the music for the medium, but he also said prior to the launch of the medium that he's working on two uh, soundtracks for Bloober Team. So one of them was the medium, and then he's also working on another project for them, but nobody knows what that is yet. So yeah. a lot of people speculated that they started this relationship because they're working on a Silent Hill game, and then he also agreed to do the medium. Um, so the summer game could be this reveal of this uh, prominent Japanese dev game that they mentioned in the article, or it could be the Bloober game because they are a pretty sizable studio. They tend to work on multiple projects at once. They did do the Blair Witch game a few years ago and Lies of Fear 2 and stuff. So only thing pretty... I want to note on that is that I believe, didn't he say something that this is going to be like a notable game that fans should be excited for, right? Yeah, yeah. He so said, it's not going to be a new yeah. IP. I mean, I guess he could consider Blair Witch, you know, a popular IP well, as well. But... I guess the only thing is as well, if he's, if there is multiple Silent Hill games in development, he could be doing the music for both. So the summer game might not be the Bloober game, but he is also doing the music for that. Um, mm-hmm. So the summer game could be this prominent Japanese dev. Right now, I I like I don't really know who it could be. In my head, I think Japan Studio, um, but I do think Kojima's involved for a couple of reasons. One being that he's been pretty open about the fact he wants to do a horror game of some kind for a while now. Um, when he's had a few interviews and and people have seen artwork and stuff that he he's done after Death Stranding. He seems like he wants to do something horror-based. Um, there was a few rumors regarding like the Metal Gear Solid remake that there would be some kind of communication with um, Kojima to make sure that everything is kind of like okay because Konami wouldn't want to communicate with him directly. Um, so who knows? Japan Studio might bring in Kojima to help out with this game. Um and sort of bridge that gap between him and him and Konami, which I, I definitely think is possible. Um, other than that, like no other devs really spring to mind other than from software, but there's no way they're making there's this. There's no game. way. So, no. That'd be crazy though. Uh, so yeah, 
I, I think it's probably Japan Studio or like Kojima Productions, if not both. So it's clearly, it's clearly um, a Nintendo Studio in Japan, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. The it's the Mario team. That's what they're working on. Um, but yeah, did you mention the supermassive thing as well? I did not mention that. Um, so yeah. this was yeah, essentially Konami apparently already pitched, or I guess Supermassive would have pitched it to Konami. No, it's um, the it's the other way around. Other way around. Okay, so Konami went to Supermassive initially. Obviously, Supermassive being um, developers of Until Dawn, and now they're doing those different um, what dark anthology games that um, mm. seem to have a decent bit of following that people have been playing those. I see. Um, I personally haven't tried them. The Dark Pictures ones. Uh, sorry about that. Um, yeah, essentially Konami originally pitched it to them. Uh, that deal just hasn't gone through. They didn't sign on anything, so it's now you know according to VGC, moving on to a prominent Japanese developer. So that's kind of like a little bit of the history behind that. So yeah, hopefully with, with it's, the... yeah, hopefully it turns out to be good. And hopefully I hope it is Japan studio. Cause then that most likely means Kojima could be involved. I don't see it. I don't see Kojima being involved directly, obviously, cause that just wouldn't happen. Um, but as you said, you made a good point how they can kind of bridge that gap if, you know, Japan studio gets them involved instead. So yeah, you're saying, I will say with like the the supermassive games thing as well because it was like according to the article Konami went to um, supermassive which is odd it's not very often that publishers go directly to a specific developer and pitch to them that they work on an IP they own I'm guessing it's that Konami went to various different horror developers and said hey we haven't done anything Silent Hill related in years what would you bring to it we like until dawn would you be interested in doing like a a narrative focused uh like silent hill game and they probably just went uh no we want to do our own thing like we've got this dark pictures thing that's in the works so we're not really interested in in doing anything else right now so i'm guessing it didn't go very far but i don't know the reason i i can't imagine konami giving it to them and them saying no because that's like such a big ip right and i'm sure a lot of since they've made horror games in the past i'm sure they're very fond of silent hill but yeah we don't know the reasoning behind that um i will say also alongside those like rumors i was hearing about on reset era i believe yeah one of those was that konami has been trying to pitch this game to many you know developers and just trying to see different takes on it so definitely vgc is hearing that same thing who are a very credible you know news outlet um it looks like those rumors were true. Justin, any thoughts on this? I know you haven't played any of the Silent Hill uh, games. Not like I have either, too, but... Yeah, yeah, not too many. I think you guys talked about pretty much everything. But, I mean, yeah, I just think it's exciting that, like... I feel like we every few weeks we talk about Silent Hill. Like, there's, like, a new rumor every few weeks. Yeah, it's um, like that or Cyberpunk, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that, I don't know, like, if Konami approached Supermassive about that, that's actually uh, quite interesting. Uh, like, as Charlie said, it doesn't really happen too often. Um, I I mean, I personally would have... That would have been cool, super massive, because I really liked Until Dawn. Um, I didn't play the Dark Picture... Or the Dark... I don't know what they're called. Dark Picture Anthology? Dark Picture Anthology. Yeah. 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 I, like... I watched a friend play the first one. Um, but, yeah, I never played it myself. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, I, like, I really like Supermassive. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It's too it's too bad that 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 didn't really uh, work out. But uh, nonetheless, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know where this leads. I guess I will have to wait for the summer until like some concrete uh, news. Hey man, we're starting that E three hype early. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do those predictions yeah, yeah. here soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, another thing I guess is yeah E3. No idea how that's gonna be playing. Um, but yeah, speaking of horror games, Little Nightmares developer Tarsier Studios. Yeah, obviously Little Nightmares, Little Nightmares Two is just a week old now. Um, essentially, they're just talking to a publisher or a journalist publisher rather, and they're talking about kind of like the future of the studio. Um, you know, after the release of Little Nightmares Two, and they mentioned that they're going to be focusing on new IPs for the foreseeable future. Um, this one is a notable topic, obviously, because Little Nightmares Two exactly. You know, obviously, if we're just taking this in general, Little Nightmares is a very popular franchise. You know, um, not like massive acclaim but i guess for the size of the game it is definitely has a really cult following a lot of people wanted to see a third installment after the second one i know i and charlie have wanted to see you know potentially you know the story get kind of explained a bit more but yeah essentially tarsier studios they're going to be focusing on new ip so the foreseeable future this kind of lines up because they were bought by embracer group so essentially you know they don't really even own ip right so essentially of course they're going to be working with the people above them so Little Nightmares, essentially the status for that game now, or the series in general, is that, you know, since the IP exactly isn't with Tarsier Studios, it's with Bandai Namco. Bandai Namco could just, you know, make it themselves. They could hire a different, you know, studio to work on that. I imagine that will be the case because Little Nightmares is such a big popular franchise that they even went to the, you know, extent of making a mobile game. Obviously that franchise has some weight to it. Um, I was talking to Charlie about this a little bit earlier, but yeah, that first game initially sold already 3 million copies, which is really good for that kind of, you know, kind of game. Um, so yeah, essentially Tarsier Studios, developer behind it, they're not going to be working on any more installments as of we, you know, as of now, at least they're going to be focusing on their own new creative projects. Um, but that doesn't mean Little Nightmares is going to be ending. I'm sure we'll see, you know, a sequel eventually, just not by Tarsier Studios. So I guess I'll ask Charlie because, you know, obviously you have played it with me. Um, what were your like initial thoughts on this? Do you want yeah. it to be touched by not, you know, a studio unlike Tarsier? I, I'd like to see other studios work on it. Um, just because I feel like it's one of those games you can do uh, loads of different stories like really little nightmares one and two aren't crazily connected right like that they've got some of the same characters but overall they're very isolated stories and so it's a series that lends itself to having multiple developers work on it and stuff um so i think i'm fine with other people working on it i think the the way this news actually broke was embracer group had like their earnings call that was the oh, okay. the big so they were basically said hey uh, they just released Little Nightmares 2 with Bandai Namco. It's done pretty well, uh, but they aren't working on that anymore since we own them, so they're going to be doing their own stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do in the future. Uh, they Little Nightmares was a big... Like, I didn't know this, but it, like they worked on Tearaway Unfolded before Little Nightmares. So, like, it was a big departure from yeah. what they'd worked on. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do next. I imagine it would be something horror because that's now what they are known for. Um, but, yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with, with Embracer Group um, as well as see what happens to Little Nightmares. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think after the first one, I wanted them to do a new IP, but after two, I was kind of, you know, brought back into that world, and I thought two was way better than one. I can also feel it for the devs because obviously after you make like two installments like that, you kind of have other creative ideas that you want to, you know, pursue, right? So I can't imagine that they want to be working on the series for like the next five years and not kind of express themselves in other creative ways. Who knows? I don't 
like I don't think it's, I don't think it's gonna be you know pot you know potentially horror related. I definitely think they have roots in there now, obviously, and they're known for that. But as you said, they kind of worked on Tearaway Unfolded, so clearly they're a very diverse group that can work on anything. Um, I kind of honestly would like to see them doing something besides horror related, because then I'd kind of only compare it to Little Nightmares, I guess. Um, but we'll see, we'll see. It's also worth noting that Embracer Group is just buying like every single <laughs> developer, I guess, of notable size, so big group over there. Justin, I know you haven't played Little Nightmares, but did you have any thoughts on this? Have you uh, any intention to play the games or not? Not too many. Um, I don't know. Maybe like it, it might be a game that I might want to try if there's like not much coming out or something like that. But yeah, not too many thoughts. Um, I don't know. I always like I always like seeing uh, developers like trying something new with new IPs, right? So um, yeah, it's it's good news, I guess, seeing them work on something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if, like, you guys were talking about how, like, another studio might continue Little Nightmares or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, I don't know, another studio try try it as well. For uh, sure. Yeah. I don't know, not too many thoughts, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. A little small update on a new story I believe we talked about at least, like, twice now is Codemasters and, you know, them being acquired by EA. Um, officially, as of today, EA confirmed that they're now a part of, you know, EA. They just kind of sent a little tweet online that was, you know, officially welcoming them to the group, showing all the IPs that they've worked on, you know, all the various Jord IPs and, you know, their past history. Um, yeah, just once again, I guess, reconfirming that EA is looking to add them against, you know, their other developers that are currently working on EA, um, or more importantly, Need for Speed games, right? So it looks like they're trying to, I guess grow their racing game portfolio that potentially have higher releases and maybe even make it a yearly release. So that's now officially a thing. They are now a part of EA. Another big, I guess, news story that also relates to EA actually comes from Joseph Ferris. He announced this week on Twitter that It Takes Two just went gold. Yeah, It Takes Two is obviously the co-op game, his next co-op game that's going to be coming out in March next month. Yeah, it looks like it's a very different kind of co-op game, especially from a way out Nonetheless, very excited for it, and congrats to the team over there. I know many of us, I think all of us here, are going to be playing that game next month, especially since now it doesn't look like there's a lot of games coming out in March. Um, that actually interests me personally, so definitely a very highlight there. Um, it's also worth noting that that game actually went gold within, like, what, three years? Because A Way Out hasn't even turned three yet, so it's nice to see that, you know, they were able to get such a quick turnaround. Obviously, we don't know how long or how big this game is. Um, can't imagine it's, you know probably run the same size of a way out so any thoughts on there or just uh anything of i'm note? excited i'm suit i'm excited right mm-hmm. uh a way out was like probably like top i don't well, like probably like top five yeah top five favorite games of 2018 so Damn. yeah but like 2018 was like a really good year for gaming but yeah nonetheless like uh, i really enjoyed a way out uh like you and me brandon we, like we finished it in uh two sittings i'm pretty sure yeah we like, could have done it in one but yeah we didn't it was yeah like it unlocked at midnight i remember we played it for like four hours or three or four hours and then i was i had to go to sleep and then we just continued it the next day um but yeah i i really enjoyed a way out i thought it was great and um yeah it takes two is like i was like uh, looking forward to it a lot this year um and yeah i'm just like excited for the fun co-op gameplay you know, because there's yeah. not like too many great co-op games nowadays where you really have to like work together and communicate. 
Um, that also has like a story attached to it, right? So um, I'm excited to see uh, what uh, what that game brings. And yeah, it's only like a month out, so mm-hmm. pretty close. For sure. Yeah, Charlie. I'm uh, I'm excited about it too. Uh, I really liked a way out. I like I wasn't like amazed by it or anything. I did, I thought it did some really cool stuff. Um, it was like what it did so many cool things, but didn't really do any of it amazingly well, which is my only problem with it. Uh, but that's because like every ten minutes or so, it felt like you were doing something new, which was really cool. And it, I think they're trying to do something similar with it takes two. But I know um, he said in like the or Joseph Farris said in like the AMA video he did that like a way out was more of like designed to be a super unique experience, whereas it takes two is just like a co-op platformer, um, which I'm down for, like with really cool gameplay and stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see what it's like. Hopefully it's not like too short or anything. It's like the same price as a way out, so I don't expect it to be too different in length. Um, interestingly, when it did go gold, uh, he did also tease in the the AMA that a way out two may be a thing. So that's that's oh, a yeah, thing. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Like, there's multiple endings. <laughs> yeah, he was like, never say never, but maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> so I was like, okay, sure. Um, so I guess he might have some ideas for that, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I, I'm excited for it. I hope it does well. Cause, uh, yeah, I liked Away Out and I liked Brothers. So, yeah. Yeah. Though it's like it's very like... family oriented. I've noticed like Brothers and essentially Away Out was kind of, you know, not necessarily like, you know, blood family related, but it was very, you know, focused mm-hmm. on those relationships and literally this game is about a relationship. So it'll be interesting to see how this game comes out and how we think you know what we think about the game i will say i hope that the similar elements of a way out come over to this one where you change up what you're doing it definitely looks like that way from the trailers it looked very you know wild and everything was constantly changing whether the environment yeah. or what they Lots were doing variety. that's what i really liked about the game so i hope that continues with this one and i'm sure we'll have a lot of thoughts on that come next month so that'll be exciting Anyways, I guess uh, another new story that we kind of teased last week when um, Charlie reminded me that this was actually an event happening this week with Marvel's Avengers. Essentially, they just kind of had a war table this week that talked about, you know, once again, their plans for the Hawkeye expansion, as well as, you know, the next generation version, both of those which were delayed um, last year into early 2021. Yeah, we got finally a date on that. It's actually about a month off. I thought that maybe they'd, you know, be a bit sooner here in February, but... It's about a month away, at least, of, you know, the day we're recording this, March 18th, 2021. Um, they do, you know, kind of outline some stuff with, like, the next generation enhancements. It's, like, the traditional stuff, right, where they'll have dual sense support. It's going to be 4K, increased textures, a solid 60 FPS mode. Um, and then Hawkeye's expansion was also shown off as well. Um, I know, Charlie, you watched a bit more of this because, you know, I think you watched this event in full, right? Yeah, yeah. Um... Mm-hmm. I I was super disappointed, honestly. Like, I think so many... Like, I had faith in this game. I don't anymore. Um, I I really wanted it to, to kind of do well. And I was hoping that this war table would tease what they've got planned after Hawkeye. But they said literally nothing. Um, so, literally, all we know is this is coming out. And then there's meant to be Spider-Man. And that's it. We don't know anything else. Um, which Spider-Man's only me. on PlayStation 2. It's like Spider-Man's Xbox. It's like you have even less they, to look forward to. They did tease Black Panther back when the game launched. Um, 
and there was rumors he was going to get announced, but they held off because of uh, the the actor Chadwick passing Boseman's away. Passing. Yeah, Chadwick passing away. It happened like the day of the event or like the day before. Um, so it made sense why they they held off of that. Um, the next gen stuff sounds cool. I know full well that basically everyone's going to disable the DualSense stuff because the vibration already in the uh, on PS4 was awful. So I, I can't imagine it's going to be any better on, on DualSense because it drained the battery like crazy and was super uncomfortable. Um, and like, I'll play the Hawkeye stuff, but I'm not, I'm not like super excited. I really hope that they'd start talking about what they've got planned, but yeah, I'm not excited like from what i've seen online from people that were still interested in the game even they're kind of like dropping off now and losing hope for it so yeah i i don't think this is gonna have the kind of compact they're hoping for maybe it will but i don't i think for a year from now we won't ever talk about this game so <laughs> they're just kind of taking it a bit too long like the game came out in september correct right yeah and yeah. like throughout the whole entire fall i'm sure they had like what that one raid update but besides that it's like at least from my end, I didn't hear anything about the game at all. All we heard was that, you know, next generation version was delayed. And then it was just kind of quiet. I know they had the Kate Bishop, um, but that was even being talked about before, you know, launch. So now it's like essentially been, what, almost six months now since, you know, the game's come out and we've hardly had anything of yeah, note at like, least. Yeah, because the original plan was for Kate Bishop to come out in October, so a month after the game's launch, and then Hawkeye in November. Um, alongside the next gen update this all got pushed back after launch because there was so many problems with the game that they were trying to fix and the game is still super broken anyway um so like kate didn't come out till december this isn't coming out till march so like clearly they are way behind schedule they're like four months behind at this point on what their content was planned to be um so no wonder they're not announcing stuff, but at the same time, if they're at that stage, like I don't really know what's going on over there at Crystal Dynamics. So uh, it's like another anthem, yeah. honestly. Like I think this situation, like it's essentially like anthem for me. Like yeah, at least there's yeah. like a full-on campaign, right, and all that stuff. But yeah, essentially, it kind of needs a revamp, like a, a major overhaul, because <laughs> essentially, yeah. just everything about that game, I don't think anyone's really interested in at the moment, unless you're like a huge Marvel fan. But even then, you probably played all the content or are probably bored right now. So hopefully, you know the best of that team. Uh, you know, Crystal Dynamics. I always know them for their single player games. I really hope that this doesn't mean. And I'm sure they're working on another single player game, but just hopefully they're able to, you know, do the best that they can and. Hopefully we hear about the next project soon as well. And yeah, it's weird because I don't know if I really want this to continue. Like I want the best of the game, right? Because it is, you know, a game that, you know, it's very promising given its IP, but it's got a lot of work to do. And I don't know if it's just worth it to just leave it, honestly. So yeah, Justin. I think it's too late. I think it's too late at this point, to be honest. Like, yeah. it's like I, I feel like this whole situation has just been like massive. You know, just like a big catastrophe for them. Like it's just so bad. Like, like even from the beta, um, like that was terrible. Um, and then like all the news about how they haven't even like made back the money that it cost to make the game. And then now with this, they're like so behind schedule. Um, and then like when they announced, I remember when they announced like Kit Kate Bishop. Everyone's like, bro, who? No one wants Kate Bishop. Like they all wanted Hawkeye. Um, 
I know. No, I mean, they were both announced like, together, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I know, both... but like, like it's just so late now. Like, if it's coming out in March, like, like people have like, does anyone even play the game still? <laughs> like, Not that I know. Yeah, the player base is basically <laughs> dead. Yeah. The the like, thing is yeah, as well. Like, what was the idea with having two bow and arrow characters as like their first two DLC characters? I like, don't they're basically understand the, same. the idea behind that. Like I thought it should have been one mean? update where both of them come in, but like having like exactly. a month apart between two very similar playing characters doesn't exactly. seem yeah. very smart to me, especially as your first two coming out of the gate. Right. So yeah, just yeah, a lot of work to do. Nice. I mean, I'm probably just gonna be playing the campaign when that comes out. We'll see how I like it. I remember from yeah, my first hour of the game, game, my big takeaway was that I felt like the only thing that I liked about the game was Kamala Khan. I thought that her character was great. Um, everything else just kind of fell apart for me, just in terms of characters, in terms of you know the combat wasn't too thrilling. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't have a lot of optimism, especially if like a lot of fans that have been you know staying with it are now not even really backing it says a lot so i remember there was another thing like i saw people talking about there was like an entire area of the game that somebody managed to glitch into playing a mission back in like october and it's still Mm. not officially out like the the devs said oh yeah that stuff's coming soon it was like called secret base or something and like they were like oh yeah we'll talk about it soon and it's been months and it's still not in the game (laughs) but someone's already played it I wonder, like, what the publisher even thinks at this point. Like, whether Square even wants them to be focusing much on it, right? Like, do you think it's a case where they're just not really having a lot of developers working on it anymore? Or do you think it's just the fact that it's having a lot of issues Uh, internally? I don't think the devs care about it, honestly. Like, even playing the game, it just felt like it had no passion in it. Like, Like it doesn't feel like they wanted this game to be good. I don't know. Like, I'm not speaking for everyone, obviously, on that team, but it didn't come across that way. The the campaign was the only good bit. It felt like everyone who worked on the stuff past the campaign, it was very clear that they didn't want to make that kind of game. Um, Because the only good bit about it is the campaign. And it was definitely Square trying to get them to make a live service thing. That's clearly what was going on there. And that's why it suffers. If they just made it a single player game. It would have been so much better, but um, yeah, the the force co-op stuff just kind of ruined it. I think. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear about this game maybe in the next few months. <laughs> we'll see, <laughs> and we'll talk about it then. Anyways, Call of Duty Cold War season two is coming out on 25th of February. They kind of outlined this this week. Um, once again, I don't follow this too much. If you've been watching the past episodes, generally haven't really enjoyed this year's Call of Duty. I guess I'll let Charlie explain this. Yes, yeah, so like a new zombie they... mode, right? Yeah, they've been teasing a few things for a while now um, for the new season. So the the main thing this season is, like, the new zombie mode, which is combining, like, traditional map-based zombies with the large-scale fireteam maps that they had for the multiplayer, which were for much larger player bases. So it's going to be basically open-world zombies, which I, it looks really cool. Um, there's been rumors about it for months, and it sounds great, so I'm really excited to dive into it. Um because it's just going to be fun to play that kind of mode on such a large scale with vehicles and stuff playing in like co-op so that should be good and then obviously you've got your traditional more maps and and that kind of thing um i know they're adding a few new uh like school streaks and stuff um so there's like a minigun and i think they're adding like the uh revolver from like black ops 3 and stuff is is being added in so that's pretty cool um and there's some like warzone additions i do know that apparently the new map for warzone is meant to finally come out in like a few weeks 
uh, with Damn. some kind of nuke event, which was meant to happen around the launch of Cold War, but apparently the map got delayed. So it's now going to happen on like the anniversary of Warzone, which is like the 11th of March, I think. So That's that funny. should be pretty cool to finally get a new map because I think most players have, have gone a bit bored of the, the original map now. So that should be pretty cool. But yeah, they're, they're kind of like the main things with it. So. Right on. Justin, you still play Call of Duty? Uh, just like, like really, like not that often. And if I am, I'm just playing like regular multiplayer or, um, like I don't do any of the other, like other, uh, game modes like fire team or whatever like that. I tried the, uh, like the ranked mode or whatever it's called. I don't, I don't remember league what play. it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I tried a few matches of that, but, um, you know, nothing too crazy. I just like boot it up with friends, play for like an hour. That's pretty much it. So. Right on. So yeah, those of you watching that are interested in that, that's coming out next week. And yeah, I'm sure we'll have impressions if some of us play that. So very cool. Anyways, Nintendo finally had their first direct in what was like what 500 plus days. It was a 50 minute direct. It happened yesterday, and I'd say overall people were pretty underwhelmed. I know I was pretty underwhelmed. I tried to keep my expectations accordingly because Nintendo tends to you know, drop the ball on some directs and then absolutely crush expectations on other ones. So it's kind of 50-50. Yeah, this one exactly wasn't too exciting. Mainly it focused on a bunch of third-party and indie games as well as a few notable, you know, first-party games. So I guess I'll run down the highlights. So they announced Mario Golf. I'm guessing this is based on the team that made Mario Tennis Aces. That's coming out in June, I believe June 25th. Metopia, Neon White, which personally looked pretty interesting to me. Project Triangle Strategy, this is from Square, which, yeah, their last one was Project Octopath Traveler, so I think it's safe to say that this is going to be Triangle Strategy. It's also worth noting that there's a demo available now. Um, Fall Guys is coming in the summer, Skyward Sword HD is coming in July, and Splatoon 3 is coming out in 2022. It's also worth noting that, um, I forgot his name, is Eiji, what's, his, what's the producer I for Anuma. The Legend of Zelda series? Inuma. He also came on screen, which is probably one of the biggest trolls of all time, and literally everyone there was expecting to talk about Breath of the Wild, and he's like, yeah, sorry, uh, we're not ready to talk about it yet. Um, we're probably going to share some more information later this year, but in the meantime, here's Skyward Sword from the Wii coming to Nintendo Switch. Um, that's going to be full price, so... Yeah, imagine, like, 50 minutes, those were the highlights, right? So a lot of other stuff was pretty, you know, boring. There was, like, what, Pyatra from Xenoblade got announced for Smash in the very beginning. A few other third-party notable releases, like Tales from the Borderlands, but it's kind of weak. Um, yeah, and the thing about this is this doesn't exactly explain what Nintendo's going to have for its 2021. As I was talking to Charlie earlier, like... Literally, Nintendo will have a direct two months before they, you know, release a game um, as of last year, right? So I'm sure there's a lot of games coming out in the fall. Hopefully, you know, I'm still hoping for like things like Metroid Prime Trilogy since it's the 35th anniversary this year for Metroid. Um, same with Zelda and a potential collection there that a lot of insiders this week have still been saying as a thing. Um, and then obviously Pokemon is a separate kind of entity that happens outside of these general directs and more by the Pokemon company. Um, so I'm sure we'll hear about that very soon, as soon as possibly next week. So yeah, there's like definitely more stuff going on, but as for this direct, I definitely probably can speak for all of us to say that we were kind of underwhelmed by this. Um, some good announcements there, but yeah. What about you, Charlie and Justin? Yeah, I, 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 I said this to you before we watched it, but my expectations were super low. 
Like, they might as well have been buried in the ground at this point, because honestly, I haven't cared for Nintendo in nearly two years. They haven't released a game that has particularly interested me since probably Smash Brothers came out. Um, so, like, I was... When they announced that it was a full-on Direct, instantly I was like, okay, we'll at least get something interesting. And in my mind, that was at least some kind of Breath of the Wild 2 news. I honestly thought we would get a title reveal or something. I didn't even care if it was literally they showed the title. Like, that's all they would have had to do and I would have been happy. Um, and, like, there was some cool stuff. And, like, when I look at the stuff we've written down here, like, there's some good announcements, but not f for what was a 50-minute long direct. They yeah. should have just made it another mini direct and cut out some of the other games. And two um, of those big announcements were literally in, the, like, the last five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, so Splatoon like... 3, I don't think they should have announced. I think they should have waited to announce that, because they already confused people by saying it's games focusing on the first half, but then I want to say half the games are coming out, like, June onwards anyway, which is not first half. Um, and then they showed off Splatoon 3, which is next year sometime. Um, so, I like... They should have just done a direct and cut out some of the stuff, and I, I think people would have been a bit more happy with it, but because they gave it, like, the full-on direct name, which they haven't used since September 2019, like, it was a big deal, and it didn't live up to basically anyone's expectations. Um, like, for me, the only exciting thing there was Splatoon 3, and I was super disappointed when it said 2022. Um... Especially considering I, we're in, like, what, February? So, like, if you're watching this and you're like, oh, shoot, a new Splatoon game, and they're showing off a bunch of games coming out this year in the summertime, you, like, I personally exactly, was seeing yeah. it, and I was like, yo, this might be August, and that's, like, yeah, you know, a really big game. Summer. And then it's, like, 2022, and it's, like, that probably is going to even be, like, summer 2022, possibly, yeah, if it's, like, most Splatoon likely, 2. Most so likely, because I think the first one was, like, March, April of 2015. Yeah. I, I seem to remember it being early in the year. I think it was March. Um, and then Splatoon 2 was, like, June? May It was May or June? I think no, it was June. I want to say it was July. I think ARMS was June. Okay. I know it was, it was, was, a, it was a, in the, right in the middle of the summer, because I remember I was super excited to get Splatoon 2, because I'm a big fan of that series. So when they, they showed that off, and it kind of had the, the new look, I'm guessing it is going to have a bigger single player. That seemed to be what they were teasing which I'm happy with because I really liked the campaign for two. I'm currently going to go back and play the DLC because I never did. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm excited about that, but it was just super disappointing to see that date. And from what I've seen online, most people agree that like that date, they just they just shouldn't have shown it. It's um, a really weird direct because like, obviously you see the stuff and you think that they have nothing this year, but just isn't the case. They just shouldn't have shown this. Like, if they yeah. had Metro Prime Trilogy and that's coming out sometime this year, or hell, even the Zelda collection, I could see why they wanted to hold off on the Zelda collection, because you can't really show a full price Skyward Sword and then later drop that. But just, like, give us something else that's this year. Um, yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, I, I, I just think overall they, they disappointed, like, the majority of people. And, like, even so, even if they have, like, the Zelda collection and the Metro collection end of the year... That still means it's basically a dry year for Nintendo because there's no big exclusives. Like no, is Bayonetta three not even coming out this year? Like that game has been in development for I, ages. I, I don't think that's any. They have what? SMT five by Atlas that's coming out this year, which it, unless that's going to get delayed, I'm guessing it wasn't here because Atlas themselves just didn't give it or weren't ready. 
Um, but they even had like a remaster for SMT Nocturne, which is still coming out this spring. Spring. Well, all those games were summer. We didn't even get a date for a game coming out in spring. So it's a little weird. I, but, I think the thing is yeah. as well, because like literally Nintendo just don't have any first party games right now. Like they just, they don't. Like if you look I mean, at they what just they, came they, out they with had the port, for... And then they have like Bravely Default 2 next week. But yeah, besides that. But like, it's because like their ports and, you know, I I personally don't care if it's a if it's a port. Like it's cool for those people that haven't played that game, but like I just want 2017 again. Like that was such a good year. 2017, yeah. 2018 was such a great time for the Switch because it, nearly every month you had a new game and it wasn't always like brand new, but we had multiple new entries in series that year. And since then, there really hasn't been anything. Like, 2020 clearly hit them super hard, and everything just got pushed back. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Splatoon 3 was meant to be this year. Um, but, yeah. Much like Zelda, I would have said, would be the end of last year, and then end of this year. And now I don't think it's anywhere near done. <laughs> so, they probably like, also I expected to have Metro Prime Trilogy around this time or sooner, yeah. but then obviously that game had to change development or developers even two years ago. That's kind of been hitting with a lot of setbacks. But yeah, Nintendo yeah. is just like they just disappoint me every time. <laughs> they, they I will say anything. So. I will say at least in terms of Splatoon three, right? I was happy that that game got announced because I feel like twenty seventeen, like not only was there a lot of great games, but like those IPs were like taking the franchises in new directions and just having good installments. Like we got probably the best installment for Zelda f- for many people, right? And same thing for Mario, but even, like, IPs like Splatoon finally got Splatoon 2, which is one of their series, right, that's, like, new and exciting and also just does generally good choices. Like, they have a lot of boring franchises like Yoshi and Kirby. So after that initial year, you saw them rely on those traditional boring kind of IPs. I even would throw in Mario Golf kind of there where it's, like, uninspiring and just kind of, you know, traditional Nintendo. But, yeah, those 2017 felt like really strong, you know, games that, not only were consistent, but were just generally really good, you know, representations of those franchises, which I'm happy is happening, you know, again with Splatoon 3, but yeah, once again, 2022 kind of sucks. Hopefully we'll see some kind of 3D Mario game as well, because I know we got the sequels to now, Breath of the Wild and Splatoon 2, both 2017 games, probably coming out in 2022, so hopefully we'll hear something about an Odyssey 2 or whatever that Mario team is working on next. But yeah. What about you, Justin? I know we haven't really let you speak. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sh- kind of a shame. Like, I just bought my Switch recently, like a few months ago, and there hasn't really been, uh, you know, like too much news about anything uh, big coming out. I mean, to be fair, you got Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. To yeah, play, so. yeah, I know, I know. I got a, I got like a few games that I can definitely play on the Switch um, that I haven't yet. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like as you guys said, like this was the first direct and quite a while right like what like they didn't have one last year right? it was or, since september was of 2019 20, that was like the last right? full yeah. one okay yeah so like more than a year um and then i like i saw on twitter like the fact that it was like 50 minutes there were definitely like a lot of people excited because that's like you know a pretty lengthy director um and yeah i don't know the fact that they didn't really announce anything big um it's kind of disappointing uh yeah i mean <sighs> I guess, like, we'll have to wait until later on in the year, uh, until they, like, announce something new, uh, or, like, 
show off more of uh or like at least show something you know i mean yeah at least if there's some good news out of this it's at least nintendo speaking again right like they were very quiet yeah like i don't know if you remember like like, they even had animal crossing come out and like after months of that like there's just nothing they didn't talk at e3 they just skipped it right they said nothing until like i think and like around june time they announced literally as like a random announcement in the morning they announced paper mario which was coming out like a month or two later but yeah, at least they're doing direct again, right? So that's mm-hmm. one plus, I guess, is they're communicating. But yeah. Yeah. I'm not like a super Nintendo follower or whatever, but like, yeah, if I was like part of that group, I'd definitely be disappointed after like like the whole last year, they basically didn't say anything. And then now uh, they finally come back out and you really didn't, uh, you know, get the news that you wanted, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Nonetheless, like Splatoon 3. As you guys said, probably a bit early announcing that, considering they did kind of, I guess, misdirect their fans with what they said. How, like, they're primarily focusing on games uh, coming out, like, in the first half of this year. Um, And then they announced that games, like, coming out next year, which is quite misleading. Um, But yeah, I don't know, like, now that I have the Switch, I would definitely be interested in Splatoon. It looked cool, like, like, when I was at uni, like, a few of my friends had... Uh, their switches and they'd be playing playing that together so i also want to just really quickly say that they need to just space their like releases better because like i think 2017 and 2019 had really good flow of like announcements and you know releases right like 2019 was a pretty solid year for the switch we got like what mario maker 2 um astral chain fire emblem three houses and months of each other and then they had pokemon sword and shield at the very end at the fall time um and luigi yeah did i mention luigi's mansion 3 as well um, they had like a lot of yeah, games in 2019 but then they'll have years like in 2018 or in 2020 you know granted that one could be due to covid where they'll just have like ports essentially so yeah hopefully they get their act together looks like this year at least according to what we saw here it's not going to be a big year unless somehow they have something for another direct that's going to come out in the fall which is still possible so any you know closing thoughts not really. I just hope that there is more. <laughs> That's for sure. literally it. Um, and then I guess for our last news story, I probably should have mentioned this before this last big one, but Mario Combat, uh, Mario Combat, Christ, <laughs> Mortal Combat got a movie trailer finally today. Um, it's also worth noting that this one actually looks good for once. I watched the trailer right before you know my classes this morning, and it looks pretty good. Like I'm not a huge Mortal Combat fan, but definitely looks like it has that same energy from the games and the way they explain things, you know, with this tournament, right? And people from all around the world gathering together. It's a pretty cool trailer. Definitely go watch it. Have you guys seen it yet? Yeah, I... I, I didn't uh, finish watching it, but... Yeah. I watched it, well, when it came out, like, a few hours ago. Um, it looks really good. I'm, I'm excited about it. I was kind of on the fence, because, like the director has never directed a movie before or anything like you go on his imdb he's literally he did like a short film like four four or five years ago or something um so like that was a bit worrying but it it looks good it looks really faithful to the games um like the fighting looks great um they kind of tease some of the fatalities at the end and stuff so it looks like they are being super faithful all the characters look pretty cool um, and well acted, so I'm excited to watch it. It's only like two, three months away. I think it's two months yeah, away. Yeah, surprised because right? like I hardly heard about this movie. April. Yeah. And then the trailer said April. I'm like, all right, damn. 
Yeah, so, so I'm yeah. excited about that. Anyways, that has been it for this week's Critically Incorrect episode. You know, kind of a small news story week this week, but still, at least we got, like, what, a Nintendo Direct, which is unheard of, so at least some good things out of that. Uh, yeah, once again, just leave your thoughts and topic ideas in the comment section down below or in our Discord, and we'll see you next week for our 15th episode. Take care. See you later. later.